0: Stuart Lennon, how are you this fine evening? Well, TJ, I am knee-deep
1: in sh- in cuteness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> as we just touched upon, and as those that follow me on social media will be aware, uh, there are some new additions to the Lennon household. Uh, mm-hmm. w- working titles, uh, Sugar and Spice. Um, and everything they, nice. Yes, exactly. It's, it's two um, lady dogs, girl dogs or bitches, if you're going to be technical. Um, they are, we believe, um, I've going to be set, careful how I do that. So that's um, part shitsu and half. Mm-hmm. Poodle. Um, so, wow. <laughs> crap anyway you say it, really. Um, and <laughs> they are very small, very cute, uh, thus far very bright. Uh, but essentially, we're guessing because they're rescue dogs and they, they turned up sort of at the door of the pound. Um, and so the vets, essentially, they make a sort of best guess on age uh, by looking at the teeth. And mm-hmm. best uh, best guess on on breed by sort of looking at the dog. Um, but uh, no, they're, they're very, very cute. Uh, we've called them Sugar and, and Spice. Spice because of a litter of eight. Um, there were seven black and white dogs and one black, white, and brown dog. Um, so <laughs> she's she's Spice. Um, and she is quite feisty, actually. That name, I think, is working. Uh, Sweet yeah. was the sort of doe-eyed one that won Margaret over. Um, although... <laughs> As the day has gone on, I've heard her called a lot of things by Margaret. Um, sweet or Sugar <laughs> hasn't been uh, very high on the list. Um, in the repertoire? Mm. Yeah, they're both quite mischievous. Um, sugar is, uh, she's the eater of the family. So she's taking after me, I think. Um, and in the the sisterly fights that go on, uh, she's she's the giant haystacks of the team. So uh, the belly flop. Uh, is very much in evidence. Um and and if, <laughs> if spice is getting a bit spicy, uh then sugar just throws herself on top of her. Uh which I <laughs> I think is fabulous. Margaret is perpetually on the edge of her nerves thinking that the dogs are gonna kill each other. Um but there you go. Uh so yes the my, my life has exploded into um a sort of mass <laughs> of, of dog management issues um two young puppies we think they're about 10 weeks old um wow very very different from an 11 year old nero who was uh, you know a pretty laid back yeah. character um but yeah we're having a lot of fun with that and uh well hopefully these guys will be with us for a long time and uh bring us lots of joy and hopefully we'll bring them a bit of good luck as well
0: good stuff mm. excellent and nice that you adopted rather than going out and getting new dogs, so that you're solving the problem?
1: Well, I mean uh population is about one and a half million, and it's estimated there are hundred and seventy thousand dogs in um, yeah. in care, if you like. Uh so yeah, it is very much adopt, don't shop in this part of the world. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh what about you? What have you been up to? Anything exciting?
0: Uh would you know more house stuff? It's kind of just an ongoing theme. Yeah, another 30, 30 40 years. Hmm. <laughs> uh lots of bits and bobs and uh, installed some security lights today on the outside, nice solar ones so I don't have to just set and forget. And we just about get enough of the, the big floating orb in the sky to make them work. So they just set and forget. Which is good. So I put up four of them in the garden. Okay, cool. Which gives me a bit more sort of happiness that there's something that will come on if anyone appears. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> got the kitchen table sanded down. Tried to fix the washing machine. Sort of semi-fixed the washing machine. I fixed what was originally wrong with the washing machine. Something else has now cropped up. Ah. So it was it was judiciously leaking. And I, through process of elimination and, and very kind of like, I, I was quite proud of myself. I worked out what it was. It was a solenoid little valve that was cracked because we left water in it and put it in a cold garage and it froze. Aha. So I ordered the part, replaced the part. The part worked seamlessly, uh, but now it won't drain. Oh. So having successfully got water into the washing machine, I now can't get it out of the washing machine. So it's, it's a whole thing. I'm, it's a process. I'm working on it, but uh, it may be a new washer at some stage in the future if I can't resolve this secondary problem now.
1: Oh, well, I mean, at least it's fun trying to work it well. Assuming yeah, that you it, can do your something. washing
0: at some point, of course. Yeah, we have uh, very kind relatives about 10 minutes away, so they've been inundated. Uh, we're using it. We have a dryer, so we just need to wash. And Meg's, I think, done some some ghetto kind of bathtub washing as well to kind of get us through the days.
1: Okay. So it's getting there. Totally good. And the rest of the house is com- coming on in your sort of, as you would hope?
0: Yeah, it's all sort of coming together slowly but surely. The office, I tidied up a bit more today, so I put a video out, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, uh, showing the sort of current state, which is sort of quite, by my standards, chaotic, but comparatively decent to what it was last week. So slowly putting things in order, slowly working out what kind of storage I need and where things need to go, uh, getting things sorted around the house. You just, you forget how much is in it. You know, there's so many little bits and bobs need done and you start doing them and then it's six hours later and you've done a lot of things, but nothing feels chunky yet. So I suspect I'll look back in January and go, hmm, actually, no, I was pretty productive Mm. because I'm trying to tick five or six things off a day. Uh, So I'm off today and I'm off tomorrow and then back to work on Thursday. So yeah. just using and, up the last of my leave before the, the Christmas break.
1: Yeah, I would say there's that big Christmassy thing coming, which inevitably, regardless of what you plan, sort of weeks just disappear um, over that, that period. Yep. Some sort of time yep. warp.
0: <laughs> Festive time warp, yeah. Right,
1: well, let's get on with the regulars then. Uh, what are you writing mm-hmm. with and on? Uh, I'm
0: still using my Baron Fig Show and Tell, which is one that you sent me, uh, and I'm using it for housey stuff. Uh, with the Blackwing one and sort of doodling and sketching things out and writing lists and I'm kind of toying with the idea of even the the small stuff that I don't need to to diagram or write out because some things require a little bit of planning. Some things are just go hang the picture frame. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm sort of tempted to make a list of all the things I've done to help with that kind of anxiety of I'm not getting anywhere, I'm not getting anywhere by being able to say, ah, hold on, have a look. There's six pages of stuff you've done. You're getting there just fine. There's just
1: a lot. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Good way of sort of managing that issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just kind of um, showing my work to myself more than anything else. It's not for anyone but me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I try periodically, I try and do that sort of um, uh, one thing that I was pleased with in the day or, you know, a win or. Yeah, Uh, Something that I learned or, you know, something positive to take out of the day, even those days that seem to consist of just wrestling with admin and nonsense, if you see what I mean.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to take a minute. We talked about it in the last episode about sort of recognizing the moment rather than just breezing on past it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very good at kind of breezing and I'm trying to be better at uh, taking stock
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, I'm. 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 This is a first. I'm still in the same notebook. Heavens to Murgatroyd. What's going on? Um, although, <laughs> having said that, I. I am probably about two pages away from finishing. Oh, sorry, one page away from finishing because I've written something in the back already. Um, that's my field notes. Uh, pitch black, uh, which is essentially the field notes. Very nice. Yeah. Craft, but with a black cover. Um, lovely notebook and I'm using a uh, a fine liner a Uniball uh Uniball mm, five I do love a good fine liner by Mitsubishi which um that's come from my bullet journal which I'll probably touch on a bit later um but it is kind of the default bullet journal pen is some sort of black fine liner it makes you feel very sort of utilitarian um and yeah what I'm gonna go into next I don't know actually that's gonna be at some point during the podcast, I will sneak off and open up my uh, little notebook collection and see where I'm going to go into next. Um, Very good. And, uh, yeah, as I said, alongside that, or underneath it, in fact, is my bullet journal, which I've been blogging about and I've been experimenting with. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, getting quite uh, taken with it, actually. I'm really seeing some benefits from using it. Um, and then just as I've said that, one of my little page markers has come off. Oh, no, there it is. Look, okay, we're all good. <laughs>
0: the world is back on I did start. see Harry Marks had posted a, a photograph of the book in question, the the bullet journal method. Oh, it looks yeah, like a very I, swish book. It looks lovely.
1: Well, I, as I said, I had bought the Kindle version, um, and now to uh, contribute further to Ryder Carroll's burgeoning wealth, um, I, I bought the hardback as well. Uh, so very nice. Claire is putting together a uh, Um, A care package for me of various and sundry uh, stationary bits Uh, and I think that'll be in it Uh, along with I have to say um, a little mounting thing that's the technical term for it Um, so that I can replace my microphone which is on a a boom arm on my desk with my camera so that I can do um, sort of straight down shots Again, another technical Very term. good. Straight down shots.
0: Yeah, um, I
1: was talking about those today. I'll be doing that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, I, uh, I was originally thinking, oh, this will be a lot of hassles, give me a lot of costs. I oh. uh, started looking at various rigs for doing it. And then it occurred to me that I've got 95% of the rig in front of me. Um, I just need a little yeah, doobry that will attach the camera rather than a microphone to the end of the boom. Um, so yeah, that's arrived in... and ever so again we'll come in the care package and hopefully i'll be able to do some overhead shots for some well some notebook reviews and things which will be quite exciting um very good there we are that's that's my notebooky what about watching you been watching anything yeah bits and pieces i'm mostly watching
0: riverdale at the minute which is still really good i actually was just watching it before we started recording um, quite enjoying the sort of play that they're doing between the the darkness of the actual show mm-hmm. and the the sort of lightheartedness of the original source material. Mm-hmm. It's quite an interesting play there. But
1: I see you've been uh, brewing away on what's presumably Netflix there. I uh, yeah no we um we watched a Christmas movie um uh, being <laughs> yeah. sort of being sort of Brits um or at least an Italian Brit in one case. Uh, we're struggling with the idea of oh it's hot or, oh, the sun is shining, oh, it should be Christmas. Um, Yeah. It doesn't quite take off in the same way here. Partly because the Greek Orthodox faith is much more into Easter than it is Christmas anyway. But also because it is, or it has been, quite mild. Uh, So we watched um, a movie that I've never heard of before. I think it's actually this year, Um, and it's a Kurt Russell sort of vehicle. Uh, I'm saying that because he gets to do a whole sort of, rock song in it which I'm assuming is some sort of bullet list <laughs> thing uh, but bucket list thing that he wanted to get done um, uh, Kurt Russell as Santa there you go I'm just going to leave that My with goodness. you. Um, Kurt Russell as Santa uh, fairly <laughs> standard sort of Christmas fair um, uh, yeah you know harmless in its own way I think uh, and probably about 15 years behind everyone else um i've started watching the last kingdom uh which involves Uh,
0: i've heard of this
1: danes and saxons beating the seven bells out of each other um um,
0: okay
1: yeah yeah i've I've watched uh one episode uh last night and then the dogs allowed me to watch maybe half of one tonight before
0: um, as my <laughs> wife dis-
1: described it going ballistic Um I've got to say your yeah, attention was demanded yeah I'm quite enjoying it I mean I'm, I'm quite partial to a bit of you know people smashing each other with swords uh, and there's uh, there's a, a woman she's actually a Saxon who was kidnapped by the Danes um, but oh, with a throwing axe this woman is lethal uh, two throws, two broken backs. <laughs> uh, you can't fault that sort of accuracy. My goodness, that's impressive. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're watching a bit of TV. Um, listening. Um, I haven't really been listening to any music of late. I just noticed that again. Um, podcasts, trying to keep up with those. Um, but even then, I'm, I'm dropping behind because I now, uh, because of the puppies, I now have to work um, predominantly in the kitchen. Uh, And I'm not sure the wife can handle uh, a diet of podcasts from dawn till dusk. Uh, So we're having to compromise a little bit there. So um, I was listening to BBC Radio 2 earlier. Okay. Which is a sort of middle ground.
0: I realized today that... I realized that if I press the right buttons on my phone, I can cast my podcast app to all of the speakers in my house now. Mm -hmm. So I can put a podcast on and then just continue around the house doing things and it will be in every room and it's marvelous.
1: Yeah, not if your wife is sitting there going, what's this rubbish? Um, (laughs)
0: It's See, Meg was at work, so Ah. you just got to work from home
1: all the time or just not go to work yeah there is definitely something to be said for that but i've been missing my man cave this is the first time (laughs) i've been down here for yeah uh, since the puppies arrived in fact
0: so so what have you been because of the
1: stairs or because you oh no it's because um we are crate training them um i don't know if you're aware of how that works um it's it's similar to what you might do with a baby i suppose which is if the baby is not um completing some action whether that be uh eating or um evacuating or um having designated playtime uh then you leave them <laughs> in uh, in the baby's case a cot in the puppy's case uh, a crate which is kind of their safe space um partially or mostly that's because there's a really strong dog instinct not to uh uh, foul your own doorstep he said paraphrasing um, Okay. and yeah. so uh, you you start establishing a rhythm and you start understanding how, how the dogs work um, which is pretty much when they've done anything else they then need to go to wherever it is they need to go and do their toilet so um, yeah. if you've been playing with them you then take them out if you've been feeding them you take them out if they've had a drink you take them out if you've not been doing anything with them you take them out um, and I, I've got to say so far, uh, we've had one or two little accidents. Um, but generally speaking, you know, for day two, these, uh, these dogs are letting us know when they need to do something. Um, that's, that's pretty good news. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so Excellent. because of that presence is required. Um, so Margaret has been continuing to sort of run our lives. Um, and I've been sort of chained to the kitchen table where I'm either, Talking to the dogs, (laughs) um, taking the dogs in or out, um, or sometimes I'll admit just gazing at the dogs um, because they uh, puppies asleep are really a very soothing thing to look at. Particularly sisters, or I I assume brothers are the same, um, because they won't sleep unless they're touching. So these two little bundles who've been adorable sort of biting chunks out of each other for 30 minutes, uh, suddenly become a sort of cinnamon whirl where it's difficult to tell where one dog stops (laughs) and the other one starts. Um, It's just very, very cute. Um, And really difficult to photograph because they're behind um, a crate, which looks very much like a prison cell, which is not really the image that you want to put put out. But no, it's lovely. Um, So yeah, because of that, I'm, I'm I'm mostly in the kitchen. Uh, which is not doing my diet any good either, I have to say. Um, what about reading? Have you been reading anything?
0: Yeah, I actually, last episode I bought Changer by Matt. Is it Gemmel or Gemmel? Uh,
1: Gemmel, I think.
0: Gemmel. So I bought Changer on your uh, recommendation. And I had a bath the other night and sat reading for about an hour, which was wonderful. And so fairly well into it now, reading good chunks of it really enjoying it really really good getting some real fleming vibes you know like sort of a european version of james bond yeah yeah uh, i think that's really really good fair. i know bond was obviously english but it's there's a lot of focus on the european side of things and it's it's really interesting i'm really enjoying it
1: yeah i mean that's i think very much his intention is um uh i think i think matt's very keen to go and travel to lots of nice european places um and write it off as a, a tax write off saying it's research for the next book
0: <laughs> call it research, yeah, uh, so I think that would be a very good idea
1: yeah toll uh his second one, which I've got um I think it's I think it comes out ooh, I'm gonna say tomorrow um I've got because I subscribe through his website um I'm probably a hundred pages into that uh and again it's you know it's a similar sort of uh setting. Uh, It's the same team that you're reading about, um, just going to lots of other exciting and interesting places around Europe. So as you say, Eurobond is probably a fair thing to say.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's good. Thanks for the recommendation. You're very welcome. Drinking. Um, Drinking is an interesting one because I've done an awful lot of it in the last couple of days.
1: uh, Of course. Yeah. yeah. You were away at a wedding, weren't you? Well, I've been... um, I was away at a wedding. I've been drinking a Keo Light is what I'm drinking right now. Um, now, Keo is a pretty light beer at the best of times, but this is essentially a low alcohol version one. So 3.5 <laughs> okay. by, by volume. Um, but yeah, very drinkable. And uh, well, you've been drinking everything, it would appear.
0: Everything, my goodness. Weddings are one of those things, and weddings in Northern Ireland are one of those things times too. Um, beer, Prosecco, red wine, And then Adam the groom had been saving a bottle of Japanese whiskey for, I think, something like 18 months. So he busted that out and uh, judiciously sampled it, uh, which was brilliant. Uh, But yeah, I'm still possibly 60% alcohol at this point. I'm drinking lots of water and trying to dilute that. But it was a very, very good weekend. It was on Saturday. It's now Tuesday. Very good weekend, but I'm still... I'm not recovering now, but it's just nice to, to drink some water.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, you're not not keen to get right back on it. Not
0: quite. Maybe next Saturday.
1: Uh, okay. so Oh, buying. Is this a new thing? And we put this in last week. Mm-hmm. Mm, buying. A new section. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not buying anything because uh, I'm not allowed to leave the house particularly. Um, no, that's not straight. That's the last two days. Uh, lots of doggy things. So dog food. Um, pads to encourage them to go to the loo um uh, bags to then deal with them going to the loo uh, there has been quite a lot of that going on christmas um my present to margaret uh, is a pair of puppies um and her present to me is a pair of puppies so uh we've kind of very good kind of got rid of that oh let's buy each other loads of nonsense uh, i dare say there'll be a cu- yeah. couple of little things that we we Buy to throw under the tree which i'm assured is coming um but it'll be sort of low-cost fun sort of items uh we yeah yeah I, I don't think there's much point in exchanging gifts that are not either required or, or necessarily right if you say uh, what about you are you yeah. buying anything
0: uh yeah everything still the house the house guard beckons and i must answer Uh, security lights, Mm -hmm. um, sandpaper, solenoid valves, furniture wax, bath mats, casserole dishes, uh, hangers, just everything and anything.
1: None of that sounds like the stuff you would really enjoy buying.
0: (laughs) Well, see, there's two levels to this. On the one level, no, I'm not getting any kind of enjoyment from the fact that I bought a bath mat. It is a functional thing that I require. Uh, I am glad the floor is not soaking but I don't particularly like spending my money on it. On the other hand, it is nice to not have to think I need that thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So the the act of checking it off a list and not having to deal with the repercussions of not having it is in itself quite pleasant. So I'm kind of, it's a, it's a weighing up two hand situation. I'm kind of evening out in the middle, I think.
1: Sure. Sure. Oh, you say it's, it's great to get the stuff done to feel that you've, you know, ticked off a, um, an item, and then ultimately a room, and, and yeah. slowly the sort of to dos just whittle down to the really big ones, which are you know build extension or yeah. build massive driveway <laughs> or all the things that you think you, I have had maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, um, oh.
0: <laughs> I was like Meg, we could definitely put a garage in and then do an extension, but then she's gone. Shut up! We need to fix everything else first. <laughs>
1: Yeah, can you put a light bulb in the bedroom first? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the next section going, oh, Ask 1857. I don't think we've got oh, any Ask 1857. Up. None that I'm aware of. You may not. Um, there's a good
0: amount of chat happening in Slack, but I don't think anyone had anything that they needed us to uh,
1: check and answer. No, there's been quite a lot of puppy talk. Um, it appears that the, um, what, it, what do you call that stuff? The other side of the Atlantic? Oh, North America. Um, appears to have, um, well, just sort of imploded. Uh, everybody seems to be having travel travel problems today. Um, the Boston... Uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Is it the tea or something? Uh, yes, Boston's T. Yes, something uh, that, like that. That wasn't working very well. There was some, some barking about New York over the last few days. Um, it's all... all... <laughs> a very ap- 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 <laughs> apocalypse. Um, whereas here, yeah, here we're getting some weather. colonies are in uproar. Here we're getting some weather. We've got, uh, we've had oh, two days of storms mm. now. Rain, thunder, lightning, all that sort of stuff. Um,
0: Is it warm rain? Because if it's warm
1: rain, it doesn't count. Well, again, we're in the world of the relative. Um, the temperatures, uh, where are we now? It's half past 10 at night. And this will annoy all the um, people in North America. It's eleven degrees Celsius, um whatever that is in Fahrenheit. <laughs> so it's still very mild. I'll look it up. Um but yeah, by by our new standards, it's like, oh good Lord, freezing. Um fifty one. Fifty two Fahrenheit basically, yeah. There you go. Uh, and the and the rain is, you know, pretty persistent, I have to say. It's uh, you know, it's proper grown up rain, which is good for the farmers, I suppose. Yeah, we get plenty of it. So uh,
0: today was really cold here. Actually, we're getting colder and colder. And uh, I was kind of in indoor mode because I wasn't out the door today. So I had shorts and just like a uh, just like a jacket on, like an indoor kind of hoodie type thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just bopping around the house getting things done. Uh, but then had to go put security lights up, and I was like, ah, had to be fine. I just threw on some sandal type things and uh, took the little step ladders and went outside. And I was out there for about 20 minutes putting these up. And uh, was two degrees. Uh, which is about 35 for the, the the folks, it's not warm enough to be in shorts. <laughs> uh, so it was fine for the first 10 minutes and I was bopping around doing things. And then as I was standing at the top of a small stepladder with a drill, slowly started freezing and thinking, hmm, any more of this and I might die. So maybe just put up these lights and go in. So you're telling
1: me, me that me. you last felt your toes at about but, two o'clock? Uh,
0: they still have not returned feeling yet, but we'll see i'm I'm hoping for some time this evening. Uh, I did actually power hose our whole back garden as well. that was yesterday's antics, so I took the the pressure washer and blasted every exposed piece of stone that we possess and so now it's all nice and clean and free of algae and moss and horrible stuff.
1: Did I tell you that I tested the the um the pressure on my hand. <laughs> Do you still have skin? um i have to say it did smart a little um i was um yeah i i think actually there was a little bit of, of sort of dirt on the hand i thought oh, i'll just catch the edge of the stream and, and wash that off <laughs> um, clearly i wasn't thinking terribly clearly at the time um uh but yes oh yeah, yeah. that stung for a little while yeah don't do that yeah they're uh, that's my advice to, to everybody you've got a, <laughs> got a pressure washer do not fire it at yourself or indeed anything valuable like a car <laughs> ah right well having having given our uh, uh, health and safety brief what are we talking about today today is a topic that's very close to my
0: heart especially today because i've been sort of working in and around it uh, it's done versus
1: perfect done versus perfect oh uh, you mean something completed finished
0: versus perfection yeah Whatever you want to call it. Basically, is it better to finish something or never finish it, but it potentially could be perfect? There's there's a balance here that you're trying to find. And it's something I struggle with all the time because I'm a a lazy perfectionist, uh, recovering, procrastinating perfectionist. I want everything done, but also make excuses for not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I have very high standards, which I almost never reach, and then put things off because I haven't reached my hands to high standards. So it's just a stupid protocol that i put in place myself that I really need to get over but it's something that I've seen a lot of people around me challenging and quite successfully flaunting which is nice to see Uh, and it's actually something you mentioned in a previous video talking about your videos Mm -hmm. and saying that you know you just wanted to make stuff for people and it didn't really matter Mm -hmm. that it was just you and your phone and it was just a bit of sort of walking around voicing things but it was the content that people Mm -hmm. are there for and so the content is what draws them in and the production values are not you know Spielberg wouldn't be delighted but it's doing the job it needs
1: yeah absolutely i mean i think um certainly that i'm far from being an expert on youtube it still mostly mystifies me but um when you look around the stuff and i look at the stuff that i'm interested in there's very few channels that i go to or that i seek out videos from where i'm thinking oh well the production values here are just superb i've got to check it out (laughs) it's it's because somebody's <laughs> talking about something that I'm interested in whether that be typewriters mechanical keyboards yeah. uh, whatever it might be um, and as long as um, I can I can see what's being talked about and I can sort of broadly understand the audio and yeah I'm, I'm reasonably happy I think I, I think production values are good you know they're, they're, if, if it's a well shot video that helps the message get across but it's not it's not the be-all and end-all. Um, and certainly a, an okay video is better than no video.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I think I have the curse of the film school. And so I spent so long working on videos and watching amazing cinematic masterpieces and then working in corporate stuff where, you know, it's not good enough. The client wants this. you got to fix that. you got to do that. And so these expectations are ingrained in my head of this is how it should be, and I know what I want from this. Mm. Therefore, it has to reach this standard before I will release it, which is all well and good whenever it's a, a corporate environment and you have control of those factors. But when it's a hobby, when it's something you're interested in, and when it's a hobby job, and you just don't have the time to throw at it, it's basically a crutch, and you just, you're hobbling yourself to not finish things because you're going, well, I haven't done this, therefore I can't release it. Instead of going, well, I did this, I could put that out, show some people it. Yeah, you know, for sure. I yeah. I mean I, I struggle really bad with it. There's
1: there's a huge cost issue there as you say if if a client is paying you for a finalized product and is expecting certain production values, you have the budget to deal with that, you know. Whereas as you yes. say if you're doing it out of your um, spare bed spare bedroom stroke workshop stroke garage um, evenings and weekends, you you don't. I mean you've got other commitments, you've got things to do and there's no way that you can you know, produce sort of corporate level work on a consistent schedule, um, doing it as a, as a hobby. Or I suppose you could. But yeah, that's one, the thing. It's one, one, one of video those. video
0: Exactly, exactly. It's that sort of, it's a triangle that you're trying to balance. So it's either excellent quality, massive amounts of time, or, you know, whatever quality works, and regular you know you can't have both you can't there's not enough time in the day to make the content i want at the speed i want to make it and the speed people want to consume it mm-hmm. it's just not feasible
1: yeah and yeah that is uh certainly uh, even more true in the modern world than it than it was before because um mm. i mean if you take it back to writing uh, in your notes your show notes you've you've quoted les from um Uh, Yes, the manuscript pod and RSVP. um, Doing nano, fantastic writer, just right. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in in the written word, uh, if you want to make it as a certainly as a self published author, uh, you kind of need to have three or four books out pretty fast because people want to to binge them. You know, they want to get hold of your content and they want to, Oh yeah, I like this guy. Uh, yeah, TJ, he writes he writes I'll read more. He writes good books. So I'm gonna buy another yeah. one. I'll buy another one. Would, oh what do you mean there isn't one? Um and the fear is that six months later nobody will remember your name. Yeah. And if you know, if I'm looking at how I consume content sounds sounds very modern saying all that. Um, it is really, really difficult because I look at my feed into my uh what would you call it my offline reading app uh where mm-hmm. various blogs feed into that rss feed uh, if a blog stops publishing for a month or two then periodically i go through my feed and say oh i see you know i don't see anything from these guys anymore or i'm not interested in that anymore because otherwise these things become a noise, and you've got four and a half hours reading each night just to keep up with the things you've subscribed to. So um, without regularity, I think you very quickly drop off people's radar. Um, People don't want to come and check out your channel, site, whatever it might be, um, unless they know there's going to be something new there. You know, you and I were very keen to make sure that um, wherever we could, we would put an episode of 1857 out each week, and if which means,
0: we've done for 45 so times, far,
1: 45 weeks. So far, so good. Um, and if that means us juggling schedules or, or having you know some some content in the pipe, then that's what we do. Yeah, because people be, begin to sort of build it into their routines. And um, you know, somebody did say in the Slack channel, um, this happens to me quite a lot. My iPhone doesn't necessarily. Um, update automatically in the morning. So I, I've gone out for walks before yeah. expecting to listen to podcasts and find that they haven't downloaded. And it, it does throw you a bit. I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do now? Oh, oh I might yeah. have to look at the world.
0: <laughs> I or, set this time aside. Yeah, listen to some music or something. <laughs> how, how
1: strange. Um, and Be present in reality? No, thank you. Oh, good lord, no. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it does become important and I think uh, certainly the some of the things that I do, I've been made aware uh, by customers, by um, friends. You know, g- get something out. You know, if you're if you're blogging, uh, either for Nero's notes or on my own site, uh, put something out. Yes, it might not be perfect. Yes, you might have rushed it. I mean, there might even be typos. So, try and avoid those. Um, but get something out. Because if somebody's interested in what you're saying, they're not going to be heartbroken that you've misspelt a word or that you've mistyped a word or that the formatting has gone a little bit AWOL. Like, that's not what they're there for. But they will be upset yeah. if there's nothing for them to read. Um, and so that's... I, I find that quite easy to justify. The writing one, as in long-form for, long writing, I find that much, much harder. I've got um, two bigger drafts sitting ooh, not, not more than two feet away from me uh, for novels. And they have been in that state for oh, probably two years now.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, oh, well, they're, they're, you know, they need a lot of editing, TJ. Oh, yes, and, and they need this, and they need that, and they need this. <laughs> um, And, I mean, it's not just the perfectionist. I mean, that's... Um, and any prospective writer who tells you this isn't true is, I humbly suggest, lying, just a little bit. Um <laughs> It's scary showing your work to people. And writing I don't know if, I don't know if this is fair to say, but in anything long form, quite a lot of you, the author, is in that. It has to be. Yeah. You you can't sit and write a hundred thousand words without Um, bearing just a little bit of your soul Uh, and that's really really scary and that's why the vast majority of authors never publish Um, I'm for sure there's all sorts of complications around it's really difficult to get a publishing deal Um, self-publishing is no mean feat and not straightforward but actually in many many cases even if it was straightforward I think there's quite a lot of people who would never publish Because it's that scary side.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think with anything, there's that kind of, oh, this is fun. I enjoy this. This is good. I get to sit in a coffee shop and and, uh, type on my keyboard and write the stories in my head. That's fun. Finding a publisher, knocking out the logistics, working out deals. That's not fun. Mm -hmm. That's a different skill set. That's something that you're doing because it's a necessity, not because you want to. And so I think a lot of things in life are like that where the the aspect that you enjoy is not necessarily the aspect that gets it where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, I find that being self-employed. I love the work. I hate the admin and the sort of gubbins behind the works that gets it going. Sure. You know, and you have to balance that. And so it's sometimes, you know, getting rid of some of that extraneous work is helpful. You know, putting things out, making a blog rather than a, you know, if you write, a story and release it as blog posts over the course of a year and it's out there. Is that better or worse than a book that never gets published?
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, without diving too far down that rabbit hole, it's exactly that. It's, um, it's why you're writing it is, is very important. Mm -hmm. Some people write because the act of writing makes them feel better, whether that be some sort of cathartic thing or, um, Others write because they want people to read it, um, and for those people, publishing is clearly more important. Um, and I'm convinced that there are some people who write because they want to be writers. You've got to. Uh, you've got <laughs> they to want the, the trappings. F- flicking my hair as I say that, um, because you know it's a, it's a very seductive <laughs> image if you look at the sort of the modern writer. Uh, as you say, you're supposed to be sitting in a coffee shop with. Probably an Apple product, I would guess, whether it be a, an iPad or a mm. MacBook Air. Um, and Some sort of
0: book of Macs, yeah.
1: Yeah, and sort of, you know, typing away and uh, you've probably got a very, very nice messenger bag that you uh, sling on your shoulder casually as you walk out. Um, <laughs> yeah. and uh,
0: Flat wide in hand.
1: Quite. And, and, you know, apart from having just written uh, a wonderful literary novel, uh, you're a dab hand at marketing it on social media. Um, and use all sorts of apps with really cool names that nobody really understands. Yeah, th- there is something really nice about that idea of uh, oh, do you am a writer? Uh, you know, and there's an ele- <laughs> there's parts of that in me. I, the reason I can say it reasonably mockingly is because um, I'm thinking of myself uh, in, in a lot of cases. There's there's parts of that that are very seductive. Um, and you know, bearing in mind that I've done a few things and launched a few companies and run a few companies and even done okay a, a couple of them, uh, it shouldn't be beyond me to get a book published. You yeah. know, whether it be yeah. whichever route, it should. It, certainly, self-publishing. You know, the, the clue is in the title. I can do it myself, and I know how to do it myself. Um, and yet, I resist. And so, that's. I think a probably it's not necessarily done versus perfect, but it's certainly linked to that where um, it's like, oh no, no, this is, this is far from ready. And you think, well, okay, so what are you doing to make it ready? <laughs> mm, I'm just ignoring yeah. it flatly. Although of course, now, now that I've <laughs> talked about cupboard. it, yeah, now that I've talked about it, <laughs> it I suppose might have to think about doing something with it. Yeah,
0: to drag it out of the cupboard.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I might move it into a different folder. That'll feel like progress. it's
0: it's pending it's been moved and pending now it needs a three to four weeks to sort of settle before you can do anything with it
1: and i mean you said you've shot this video and you've released it. i haven't seen it actually i only saw your note well an hour ago um and how do you feel about it
0: i mean pretty good yeah i shot a video let me get the stats here it's seven and a half minutes it's shot in this room in the office. So if you want to see what I'm the room I'm recording in, I show it off in good detail in this video. Mm-hmm. Um seven and a half minutes, shot on my phone, no edits, uploaded straight, no sort of filters, no editing whatsoever. Uh straight up. And it's literally just me talking about the room, about what I'm doing, about what I'm planning, uh, the kind of layout. I show off some of my new smart bulb bulbs, which are pretty cool, which I have on at the minute. And they are mm-hmm. great. It's making it nice and atmospheric in here. Um and it's very much very raw. And I've called it unsharpened content, which I thought was very witty yesterday at three in the morning. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very much what I normally do is quite polished. This is not. And it's by design. And I'm hoping this will be sort of the Patreon stuff that I can get out there regularly to let people see and let people engage and you know, put something out there all the time instead of it being a, oh, I'm working on a video, oh, I'm working on a video, oh, I'm being delayed, oh, I'm working on this. Here's a video. I'm still working on the big one, but here's something, and you can see the the bits and pieces I've been working on. Because part of it is putting something out there and part of it is accountability to show people well, they're gonna see when I put out the next little unsharpened content video. So if I haven't got anything done, that's going to be plainly obvious to everyone that I've done nothing to move it forward. So at least if I Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> I've I've now got it on in the
1: background. <laughs> I mean um Oh, you're a, You're advertising an <laughs> iPhone X and a Samsung Galaxy 9 in Greek. Well done you.
0: Oh, that's yeah. That's on brand for me, to be fair. Well, um, go. yeah, if you skip to uh like 46 seconds, you'll see the smart bulbs in action.
1: Yeah, no. I I'm, I'm watching the tour of the office handheld. Oh, I I can I can feel TJ's inner perfectionist cringing at the very thought of it. <laughs> Um, but no i mean it does. oh look but it's at good, that it? oh i see what you mean it's all gonna be uv
0: yeah i actually have those lights still on right now they're amazing i'm really liking the the green and blue yeah i posted a picture to our facebook as well just there now uh of the recording so everybody can see no matter what thing we're on i'll put something on slack later too oh it's very cool but yeah it's it's a very raw video It's just me showing things off. It's just me talking. I literally didn't get up out of my chair. I Mm -hmm. just span around a bunch to show everything. Uh, And I'm kind of just trying to pick the things out that people might notice in the background. And the things people maybe won't notice in the background. Saying, hey, there's this thing. And I'm working on that. And I want to do something with this. And literally just talk to people.
1: Yeah, I mean, every question will be about things that you had no idea was even in shot. Uh, have you not seen that on? on I, I worked they too hard things. to try and hide. Yeah, yeah, they pick things out and go, that pencil that was in the plastic box. <laughs> no, no, the third plastic box down, the one with two other plastic boxes on top of it. That yeah. pencil, was that a co vintage? And you go, how the hell did people see that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You've just shown a pile of books. So, yeah, it's, so it's a get fun video. Oh, good lord! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, oh, I've just seen your inflatable pencil. Seek help, TJ. Seek help,
0: honestly. Oh, that's, that's, it's not inflatable. It's uh, fabric
1: from Ikea. Of course it is. And you've got pencil only on your door. It's very soft. <laughs> I do. And on my
0: desk. And I think I sent you one of those as well. I know, I've
1: got, I've got them on some shelves at the office. Um, I can, I can admit that. Ah, it's very cool. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to stop watching it now because clearly I'm not listening to a word you say because I'm watching the video. Um, I don't have that millennial <laughs> skill of um, of multitasking. When the television goes on, I watch the television. Mm. Um, although, in fairness, my wife has never understood that <laughs> concept either. Uh, she sees t- television as a sort of background to talking, which, ugh, honestly, can't can't get my head around <laughs> it at all.
0: So See, that video went up. Let me get the stats on the back end. It went up this afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was very impromptu. I knew I wanted to do something. Uh, and I kind of just went, right, this is interesting. There's some stuff in here. Let's do a quick video and fire it up. So I put it on Patreon first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on Patreon for about half an hour and 45 minutes before I put it up live. Mm-hmm. This one I've released to the YouTube channel directly. Um, publicly, so everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just so people can see what's there. Yep. <laughs> uh, here we go. First comment. Four minutes ago, Joshua Stampy, make more videos.
1: There you go, you see. Okay,
0: I'm working on it. Um, Yeah, and another one from Henry. Very nice, 10 minutes ago. Every video you've ever made are very useful and interesting to me. It goes on and on. S. Dovas, congratulations on the new space. Lots of people have commented. Uh, It's had 105 views so far, Mm -hmm. Uh, four comments and 15 likes, which is, you know, there's early numbers, but that's not bad. It's better than... Zero, zero, and zero, which is what it would have been if I did nothing. For sure. Uh, But showing those kind of things off is really good. I'm glad I've made something. And having content released early, or just having content released at all, is really good. It's nice not being tethered to the, I have to make a big project video that's going to take me two weeks, and then release it. Mm -hmm. Because that's a massive commitment. This is not a commitment. This is fun. This is conversational. It's reactive. It's interesting and it keeps my interest for the 15, 20 minutes I need to do it, but it doesn't impact the rest of my life. So I don't need to set aside an entire evening to do it. I can just jump on, show something really cool and then get back to what I'm doing. So I don't feel like I'm missing out or, you know, ignoring things that I have in my own life to do this, which I think is the key because I mean, what this, this channel is essentially a second job. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of effort and time and money that goes into it. I enjoy and I get a lot out of it, but there is a line where certain things must wait because I don't have the time nor the resources to do them. And so having my own expectations scaled back somewhat for some videos is actually really, really helpful. It's quite liberating to be able to say, Yeah, I made a video. There's a video there. You can go and look at it. And it's not necessarily cinematic or, or the kind of filmic quality that I want, but it does show the office. It does get people an insight. And it looks absolutely fine the lights look cool the room looks messy but people are getting an insight into what my life's like
1: oh for sure and i mean you can you can show you know 12 months from now you can do it all again when the place is all incredibly well organized and all of the lights are working automatically on i don't know what you would call them uh in my world it'd be siri shortcuts and stuff where it all automatically you would walk in and say uh well i can just yell at my lights and the, and the lights the change, would come yeah. on the music would come on and you know no i mean (laughs) it sounds like an obvious question you're going to do more of this type of thing are you planning on sort of uh having a balance of some unsharpened stuff and some sharpened stuff
0: yeah i think so i think the key is that it has to be a balance if i just immediately lower my standards and say right i'm only making quick and easy videos now i think that's ignoring a what i want to make and b what people want to see Mm -hmm. people didn't subscribe for this they subscribed for me and the stuff that I make and the pencil stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, I mean, one of the comments four minutes ago was make more videos. So obviously it's it's not enough to be making videos. You've got to make more videos. Um, I always want to make the big sort of flashy, fancy videos that I really enjoy making. But if I make those once or twice a month and have frequent updates in between, maybe that's a better way of doing it. Maybe I do one a month, but have lots of little behind the scenes content. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the balance is yet. But it's never going to be this or that. It's going to be a combination because I think that's staying true to what I want to do. Like there's no point in me making videos I don't enjoy. I love making the sort of well-crafted cinematic videos that I make. Mm -hmm. I I have a lot of fun doing it and it lets me flex those creative muscles and it helps me when I go to do work stuff or anything else because it's a creative outlet that I have 100% control of. So I can decide I'm going to make a video for Halloween about pencils and make all these dumb scenarios and have like a franken pencil and stuff like that I did that one year no one would ever pay me to make that video that is utter nonsense but I was able to make it and I made it good and I liked it and I had a lot of fun and now if anyone ever asked me to do anything tangentially or adjacently related to that I will be able to because I was able to flex my creative muscles on something that I invented so that's it's beneficial but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a combination going forward of this stuff to fill in the gaps, and then the big stuff to kind of fulfill the the needs and the expectations for the channel.
1: Hmm. Yeah, cool. I mean, I think I think it's a it's a good step because uh, that that flow of content, as I say, for anybody that I follow anywhere, that's that's what I want to see. And you know, sometimes yeah. people that I follow, either you know, blog wise or or video wise move into content areas that i'm not particularly interested in but because i feel i have a relationship with the creator then you know I, i you're prepared to cut them some slack if um if you find however that you know there's no content there then you feel that i don't know it's it's a little bit sort of entitled actually i mean i'm not sure it's it's right of me to feel this way but you know it's like whoa dave where's the where's the video yeah, I feel a yeah. Bit, feel a bit let down, Dave. You haven't produced one. You know. um, I'm not sure I've got any right to feel that way, but I, th- I I don't think I'm alone in feeling that way. I think people do build an expectation. No, I think it's very natural. Uh, yeah, and, the, and you feel a bit let down. Yeah,
0: because it's not. I think we we have these expectations because of television, right? It's the same feeling when a show gets cancelled, mm-hmm. but television is this recurring thing. So you're like, oh, there's two seasons, brilliant, I get to sit down and watch. And oh, it's been renewed, they're making more, they're making... In sort of this content creator-driven stuff, uh, it's a very different equation. You know, someone could just decide, I am not making videos anymore. And the, the sort of, the line between is it's on and there's videos happening, and there's absolutely nothing and it's video silence, is very, very thin. Whereas with shows and, and movies and things like that, there's a lot more people for it to go through. There's a lot more fallbacks and sort of safety nets. So we have this expectation, I think, because of movies and films. We've sort of grown up with them. And then when you apply it to things like YouTube, it doesn't really match because it's just one, maybe two people sometimes doing this. And so they can't be expected to be the same as a movie studio or a production company that's making The Walking Dead or something. But um, certainly consistency is key. We've talked about it so many times. And I've said multiple times, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to revamp this, I'm going to revamp that. And sometimes it works and sometimes I do iterations of it, but I, I'm i tired of not delivering on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not about making promises to people or doing anything like that. It's what I want. I want to make more stuff and I'm sick of not making more stuff for whatever reason. And so if this is a way for me to break that seal and just start making things and putting things out sure. there, that's going to be healthy, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, bringing it back to the the book thing, um, it's it's exactly the same process. It's you know, get the the draft or whatever it is. I mean, I've got electronic versions, real versions, whatever. Get it out and look at it. You know, take that first step. Even if um, I'm not going to sort of weave some sort of magic change on it, perhaps just go through one page with a red pen, and you know spot the mistakes, the typos, the um or the, the formatting error anything. You know, start the ball yeah. rolling. Um and, you know, to to sort of circle back, perhaps just say, okay, I am gonna give myself three run throughs of this looking at A, B, and C, D, E, and F, G, H I and then I'm gonna publish it and this is the day. Bang. Um and say, okay, it's, yeah, it's gonna be done rather than perfect that's probably the way to approach it incidentally I am not saying that I am hypothetically saying that that's what I should be doing um, and that's that, you know that's what I really need to do is, is perhaps go and have a conversation with the mirror and go actually do I want to do this or do I want to not do it do I want to perpetually yeah I think it's really interesting do I yeah want yeah. to perpetually be the one oh yeah well I've got to draw I'm working on procrastinate draw. or do I want to bang it out there um <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, uh, t- take what what I can from that, but you know, move on to the next project, because in many ways, I'm probably not writing any long form now because I've got that long form to finish. It's become a sort of block. Yes, um, which itself. again is very self-serving arguments, but um, I, I, there, I think there is something to it, I think there's something something to saying, okay, if I could get one out. Um, and realize that even if the whole world hates it my wife will probably buy one um, and there's two or three people that might buy one <laughs> I'll buy one and there you go TJ will buy one um, so the worst that can happen is I sell two okay well it's not the end of the world is it um, and and then you it's go off and from zero. buy something else yeah exactly and uh, what's it um, Hemingway the famous great Hemingway all first drafts are sh** there you go. If Ernest Hemingway said it, then I can say it. Um, and I suspect it's true of you know most sort of first novels and second uh, first videos. As you have told me, you have to make was it ten thousand bad videos before you can make a good one or something similar.
0: Yeah, it's it's a necessity.
1: Hmm. So yeah. I find
0: it really interesting that a couple of, a couple of episodes ago we were talking about your fence. Hmm. And we discussed breaking down the fence into Excel spreadsheet form and painting X many per day. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to do that with a practical thing Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to paint the fence. Oh, I don't want to paint the fence, but I have to paint the fence. Therefore, I'll paint this many planks per day. And by this many days, I'll be done with the fence. The same thing should be very, very possible with a novel. It certainly is. But we don't think of it like that. <laughs> yeah. We think of it very differently. Oh, it's artistic. Oh, it's a whole thing. I couldn't possibly just bang the words out. I need to be in the right mindset. I have to yeah. have the right drink. I have to have the right office. It's a very, it's funny how we, we sort of conflate these things or don't conflate them when, when they're absolutely the same.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, when I first got into writing, uh, there were a couple of um, sort of discoveries like that. One was, um, there's a lady uh, on the internet um, called Anne Rainbow of Red Pen. I think it's Red Pen Editing, um, and she has a very sort of structured editing approach. So, how to edit your own work, or, or you know, edit someone else's work if you if you like. Um, a very sort of structured process that you go through stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, then you go back and do this and do that and do that. And it's, uh, it, it it's strength is that it eliminates exactly what you're talking about there. The whole sort of, Oh, this is all terribly complex and grandiose and artistic. And um, no, it isn't. You know, Day one, you are looking at punctuation. So go and look at punctuation. Don't look at anything else. Look at the punctuation and fix it. <laughs> day two, look at, you know, um, And that was, to me, was a bit of an eye-opener because it made me think, actually, uh, and it's a great analogy you've made there, you know, should I look at this like the fence or any other sort of business project and and Mm -hmm. take things one by one? I know what's wrong with my drafts, or I know some of what's wrong with my drafts. So, you know, stage one, I might say, okay, I need to build the narrative arc so that these two drafts become one, What's going to happen? What's the start? What's the middle? What's the end? What are the key sort of moments of conflict, et cetera? So again, you can actually get graphs that will give you a typical novel outline. Partly mm-hmm. because I, mean, I think it's, what's it? There are there are 13 stories and every single book is just a variation on one of those 13 stories. Uh, that number might be wrong, but it's something like that. Um that you can actually say, you know, that uh, person A, protagonist, challenged by person B, antagonist, uh, circumstance, makes things difficult, protagonist reaches Nadir, key turning point, protagonist begins to win, big climax, protagonist wins, wrap up, you find out what happens to everyone. I mean, that's broadly every book that's ever written, um, and if you th- look at a, a narrative arc like that, and go, okay, so here we go, I'm going to scale this out, here. and my my writing buddy Amanda sent me sort of how she plots her novels, and uh, and she uses index cards, and literally mm, card. court boards them um, on her dining room table, so she'll have all the scenes, and she might move scene. You know, Act 1, Scene 7 might become Act 1, Scene 9 because it fits better. And you'll literally move them around. And then go, right, okay, so that's how all the scenes flow. That's everything works. Right. So tomorrow I'm going to write Act 1, Scene 1, 2, and 3. And then on Tuesday I'm going to write Act 1, Scene 4, 5, and 6. And you just break it down into those little fence panels. And then you put all the fence panels together, and you say, "Okay, and now I'm to look at the punctuation, the blah blah." blah. And yeah, um, I unfortunately wrote the whole thing in a sort of fit of, "I'm going to write a wonderful novel. Um, let me create," <laughs> <laughs> and just you know poured all this nonsense out. Um, I went, "Oh, oh, actually, oh no, uh, ooh," and in many ways. And this is the classic procrastination, I think, for, for a potential author. is in many ways, I'd be better going away and starting again on something else, but doing it properly this time rather than pouring it out. But that's how you end up with 35 novels in a drawer. that <laughs> have never seen the light of day, I suspect. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, you've got me thinking with today's uh, topic, if nothing else, TJ. Mm.
0: Well, that's good. I think that's why we do this. I think it's why we talk is that we both come away going, "Hmm, maybe I should do that thing, or maybe I should change how I'm doing that thing.
1: You speak for yourself. I'm just down here having some Keo light and avoiding the puppies. (laughs) Well,
0: I suspect then in the new year, we may be uh, acquiring some sort of four-legged friend at some stage.
1: Uh, Well, there you are. Um, They are are wonderful, wonderful things, but the puppies are um, a lot more work than you ever remember. I think would <laughs> be my observation mm. so far. Uh, but uh, yeah, wonderful wee things, lovely wee things. Good. Right. Well, I, I kind of feel like we've we've covered today. It? Anything we've missed?
0: I think. I think this is done. It may not be perfect, but it's done.
1: Oh, beautiful. oh! I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I, I can't follow that. I'm just going to say, I've been Stu Lennon
0: and I've been TJ Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present,
1: in the future.
0: This was, as always, 1857.